welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Amen. In the book of 2 Kings, praise the Lord, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Pastor said, look at your person next to you and tell them, you look better than me. I looked at my father-in-law and I said, I don't want to lie in church. (laughs) (laughs) Second Kings 4. And I believe that we'll begin reading a couple of scriptures, uh, starting at the 38th verse, 2 Kings 4, 38, maybe through the 41st verse. If you have it, say amen. And the word of the Lord speaks to us, and it says, And Elisha came again to Gilgal, and there was a dirt in the land. The sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Set on a great pot and seed pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds, his slap full, and came and shred them into the pot of pottage, but they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. But he said, Then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot, and he said, Pour out for the people, and they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. I want to glean my subject today from the 40th verse so they poured out for the men to eat and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said oh thou man of God there is death in the pot I want to use as a subject poison in the pot poison in the pot father in the name of Jesus we come to you right now thank you for your blessings we thank you for your glory Lord we thank you for this place that we stand in right now, Lord. We thank you for the sacred desk, Lord. Lord, we thank you for these, your people, who've gathered to hear word from heaven. Lord, it's not about me. Lord, all glory be to you. Lord, we ask that you anoint me, Lord Jesus. We ask that you bless us, Lord. Bless this congregation. Redirect our focus. Revive us, Lord. Lord, and give us Uh, substance that we might be able to use for the next week, for the next month, for the next year, Lord. Encourage our hearts right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we're praying, we also ask that you bless, Lord Jesus, for every flag that represents every country that this church has touched and encouraged and has blessed and built up 
temples uh, in these places, Lord. We ask that you give increase in every one of these countries that are represented right now in the name of Jesus. Let the word go out right now and let souls be saved as they impact the world, not just Vacaville, but all over this world in the name of Jesus. Give the pastor strength. Give him that vision, Lord Jesus, and let it come to pass. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. Death in the pot. Death in the pot. Poison in the pot. Praise the Lord. Poison in the pot. Uh, we, we look at this uh, scripture and we look at this and uh, I don't have time to go all the way into the history uh, with the, uh, what I would consider as the main character, uh, which is Elisha. Uh, as a kid, I always had problems in reading and understanding in Sunday school, understanding the difference between one who was Elijah and Elisha, because it sounded the same. And living up, living in Mississippi on the Gulf Coast, amen, uh, our, uh, uh, our pronunciation ran together. Uh, so you just, when you would have a country old man that would preach between Elijah and Elisha, it sounded all the same. So you had to decipher which one he was talking about. Uh, that's just with that southern drag, praise the Lord. Uh, but in, in studying and in understanding the significance of one Elijah, who was a major prophet, uh, who would also be a mentor, if you will, to Elisha. And understanding Elisha, uh, his purpose and how he came up. Uh, as a matter of fact, Elisha uh, would be one that would uh, um, actually have more miracles. Uh, the move of God would be uh, uh, more in his, uh, in his stead, praise the Lord, than Elijah. Uh, Elijah had his many things, but uh, Elisha actually did some of the same things that Elijah did. Uh, and that's because of the fact that Elisha relished in the idea, praise the Lord, of having uh, uh, such a relationship with God as Elijah did. It's good, amen, when you are a protege and you want to do uh, the will of God like the one who has mentored you. Uh, now we deal with young preachers, praise the Lord, that uh, want to surpass their mentor, their spiritual mentor. And it's all right to surpass your spiritual mentor. It's all right, amen, to want to do greater works than your pastor. However, it comes with a good and pure attitude. Praise the Lord. We should not want to surpass our, our, our mentor, the one who brought us into the faith. Had it not been for them, amen, we wouldn't know about the Holy Ghost. We wouldn't. We wouldn't know, amen, that we could be saved. We wouldn't know, amen, that there, is, uh, that there is a blood that was shed for us that we might have life and life more abundantly. Uh, you know, deliver me from the preacher. Deliver me from the person, amen, who gets in the church uh, for two and a half years and think that you know more than the pastor. Mm. Glory to God. Amen. God did not design us to know more, amen, than his manservant. We need to take, amen, uh, the role of David. David was appointed and anointed as king. Praise the Lord. Yet there was a king that was already in place. And God said, touch not 
my anointing and do my prophet no harm. Uh, uh, we should take that. Uh, David, it was years. The oil was poured on him. Amen. But it was years before he would take the throne. Amen. And he lived in humility, praise the Lord. Even the one, amen, that he would replace would try to kill him. Now, I had to scratch my head about that. And I said, Lord, if I was David, I may have to ask you, are you really wanting me not to touch your anointing? Praise the Lord, because this man is crazy. He's trying to kill me. Amen. But you have to understand, praise the Lord, that God has a strategic order. He has a strategic order, and in order, amen, for us to follow that, remember, amen, that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Uh, one thing that I've realized, I feel the Spirit of God in here right now, one thing that I realized, amen, is that men uh, now, they want uh, to stay in the flesh. There are so many carnal-minded individuals. Uh, I, I remember when we used to ask God for everything. We used to consult with God for everything. Every move that was made, glory to God, we would talk to the Lord. And as a matter of fact, in a conversation, I remember the old saints, amen, when it came down to a decision. They said, let me go and pray about it. Uh, nowadays, we do things because we think that we are equipped by our own power, by our own might, uh, praise the Lord, to do it. We go in and we apply for a job and we go in the interview without praying. Glory to God. We buy our cars without praying. We buy houses without praying. Can I take y'all to Alabama just a few moments? Amen. My grandmother used to say, glory to God, amen, if it's the Lord's will. Mm. Uh, y'all ain't get this in here. Glory to God. Everything that was said, she would say, if it, even if I said, I'll see you later, grandmother, she'd say, uh, if it's the Lord's will. Praise the Lord. When we begin to submit ourselves to God and his order, praise the Lord, then we will end up being better individuals. Glory to God. Amen. And, and, and I've learned that's the thing that I want to do. No matter what it is, glory to God, every move that I make, I want, amen, to God to have preeminence. Um, glory to God. Preeminence. I don't want him to have the higher protocol. I don't want him to, amen, have priority. Priority is different from preeminence. Priority puts God in a place, praise the Lord, where I will consider him first, praise the Lord. He's at top tier. Then there are other things. He's at top tier, but then there's other things that below. But when it comes down to God, amen, there is nothing above nor below. As a matter of fact, whatever is in your priority, if God is the preeminence, he's in all of it. Mm. In every air, every breath that I take, every step that I make, God is involved in everything. So we see Elisha. Elisha here, praise the Lord. Elisha is a mentor, is the mentee of Elijah. Uh, at the time that the, the, the Bible says that Elijah was about to be taken away by the Lord, amen. And Elijah was the leader, he was the teacher, if you will, of the school of prophets, praise the Lord. And Elisha was one that was not supposed to be there. He was not even qualified to be a part of this cohort. He was not a man under the recognition. He did not have the, a man, the, the, the pedigree for being a 
prophet, but God, a man that God had anointed him, God had blessed him. Uh, and so he would say to Elijah before he would leave, he would say, Elijah, I want a double portion of your anointing. Before you leave this earth, I need a double portion of what you have. Praise the Lord. I thought that was a little grand. I thought that he was, amen, a little grandiose, praise the Lord, of wanting a double portion. But I found out even in this life that we lived in, I had to repeat what Elisha said to Elijah when I talked to my grandfather. Praise the Lord. Being at 90 years old, amen, I told my grandfather, I said, granddad, glory to God, if I can just obtain, amen, half the things that you have forgotten about. Uh, I need something from you. I need that anointing from you because the world that we live in now is going to take what you had and even more in order to navigate through this wickedness that we're in right now. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Uh, we are in a, a, a state of emergency, praise the Lord, because we have failed to honor God in the way that we should. Glory to God. So we see Elisha, I got to move on. We see Elisha as he hangs and he clings on to Elijah. Uh, he clings on to Elijah because he wants, he understands how important this double portion is. So the Bible says that Elijah uh, entertains him. He indulges him. And he says, oh, what you've asked for is hard. It's a hard thing. But that didn't stop Elisha. Elisha said, I'm going to stay here with you until I receive what I want from you and from the Lord. Uh, so here we see that they make a couple of stops. I don't have time to go through all that. Amen. But I, I want to talk about one of the first stops. They start at Gilgal, but then they stop. Amen. They stop at Bethel. Can I help somebody out here? Praise the Lord. They stop at Bethel. And the Bible says, praise the Lord, as they are there at Bethel, praise the Lord, first First of all, the other students of his cohort, they look at Elisha and they look at him as a fool. They say to Elisha, glory to God, don't you know that your mentor is about to die? Why are you falling around him? He's about to go. He's about to die. Amen. But the Bible said that Elisha says to them, hold your peace. Can I say it like we would say it in the South? Amen. Elisha, Elisha, Elisha just said to them, shut your mouth. Be quiet. Amen. Uh, I don't want to hear all of that that you're saying. Praise the Lord. And let me help somebody. There may be some people in here who are looking for something from the Lord. Amen. And there are folk that will tell you it ain't going to happen. It's not going to go. Amen. There are folk that have been talking to pastors saying, well, you're talking about building, but you know how much property is in California. You know how much the building would be. Glory to God. You don't have the resources to do. Amen. But I wish y'all would help your pastor and tell the devil shut your mouth amen be quiet we ain't want to hear all of that we ain't trying to hear those things there just hold your peace shut your mouth glory to God because we serve a God who is able to do more than even what we can even think about I wish I had somebody in here praise the Lord oh glory to God so now amen 
Uh, so we have Elisha. Amen. Elisha, they make their first stop at Bethel. And I need to help some young preachers out here. Praise the Lord. It's something that was significant about amen, Elisha and Elijah stopping at Bethel. Bethel is the place, praise the Lord, for worship. Bethel is a place where there was an altar, and an altar that was built there. Glory to God. It is the place of prayer. And let me tell you something. Before you can receive any type of anointing from the Lord, You've got to have a prayer life. Amen. Oh, my God. I know we've been looking at all the glory and the glamour of being in a pulpit. Amen. But being here took prayer. Y'all ain't get this in here. Amen. Ministry took prayer. Amen. And if you can't go down on your knees and pray to God, oh, my God. Amen. Uh, my grandmother used to say, amen, prayer changes things. How many do I have in here that know that if it had not been for your prayer, had it not been for somebody praying for you, you would not have been brought out of the situation. You would not have had things to turn around in your situation. I thank God for prayer. I thank him for prayer. Glory to God. Well, since I'm here, I might as well get comfortable. Can I preach like I'm at home here? Glory to God. Amen. Now, glory to God. Uh, the Bible says that Elijah is taken up. And now Elisha gets the mantle. He gets the cloak. He gets the coat. Amen. Glory to God. And he gets the double portion. Now, glory to God. And here, as time go on, you can read the scriptures from the first chapter, from the first book of Kings to the second book of Kings and the fourth chapter now. Amen. We see that Elisha now has his own school of prophets. He has some young prophets prophets that's there that he's teaching. And Bible describes the time in which he lived. There was a time where there was a dirt. In other words, there was a drought. Uh, glory to God. The preacher preached today about a famine being in the land. He almost took my message. Uh, glory to God. Amen. But there was a famine in the land, meaning there was no water, meaning that there was no, amen, there was no growth, there was no vegetation. People were hungry. And at this particular time, amen, Man, the school of prophets, they were hungry. They needed something to eat. So Elisha, amen, would tell them to go out, praise the Lord, go out and find, amen, something. Go out and find some pottage. Uh, set the pot up. Get the pot ready, amen, because we need to eat. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. Mm. So yeah, as they go out into the field, they go out into the field and they gather herbs. And then somebody found a wild vine. Glory to God. And they gathered thereof the wild gourds from the wild vine. They got the wild gourds from the wild vine. My uh, studies helped me to understand that this could have possibly been uh, a cucumber that was wild. Praise the Lord. And they took it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they had not just a few of them. They had a whole lap full of them. Glory to God. And they brought it to the pot, not knowing what it actually was. And they put it into the pot. Praise the Lord. And as they put it into the pot, it began to cook. And when it got ready, it got stirred up. 
And when it was good and ready, they began to eat. And as they began to eat, somebody recognized that there was a taste that was unfamiliar. Somebody recognized, praise the Lord, that there was something that was different about this food. Somebody recognized that it was detrimental. Glory to God. And they immediately hollered out, praise the Lord, not to the other prophets, glory to God, they went straight to the chef and they told the chef, they said, oh man of God, uh, glory to God, there is death in this pot. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. Uh, glory to God. They cried out to him, amen, and they said, we can't eat any more of this. Uh, can I get to my message here that I want you guys to understand? Praise the Lord. Amen. When I look at this, I begin to look at the world. The world is in a drought. Uh, the world has famine. Uh, there are not enough preachers who are preaching this truth. Uh, and the world is dying, praise the Lord, and it's thirsty and hungry for a God, amen, that saves. It's, 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 it's hungry, praise the Lord, for a world, amen, for a God that's able to bring you life. <laughs> Glory to God. Mm. I don't know who's hearing this, but let me tell some preachers right now, stop playing games with this thing. If you're going to preach it, preach it right. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Glory to God. If you're going to tell it, tell it right. Stop sugarcoating this thing. Stop watering down this thing. Stop diluting this thing. And preach it just like God gave it. God didn't, have, didn't need you to add to it. He don't need you to take away from it. He don't need you to put nothing in it. He needs you to preach it just like he did. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. We had a brother in the south that said, it's tight, but it's right. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of worrying about false feelings. People want to be carried and babied in this thing. Let me tell you something. My life is at stake. My soul is at stake. I don't need no little patty cake with this thing. Tell me like it is. Let me know what I need to do to live right. Let me know what I need to do to die right. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Glory to God. So we see, glory to God, see the problem is, y'all take a seat, y'all making me a little nervous, I'm going to be out the way, y'all glory to God, the problem is, is that we are creating churches that have become, amen, substantial and eternal hospitals, the church is a hospital, glory to God, well think about what a hospital does, a hospital, amen, will come and they, when you come into the hospital, uh, it treats your wounds, it treats your sicknesses. Uh, glory to God, it makes you feel better. In other words, it patches you up. And the hospital is always open for when you have to come back. Uh, and it's a revolving door. People come and go. Uh, There's some nurses who don't like their jobs because the same people come every few weeks. Uh, that's the same way the church is. Uh, see, when you go to the hospital, you don't go there to stay. Uh, glory to God, the church is like that. Uh, we have members right now. I'm not saying this here at this church. It ain't at first church. This 
somewhere down the street. Y'all ain't getting this in here. This ain't that cornerstone. This is somewhere down the street. Uh, uh, that's why you have members, uh, glory to God, who come, but they don't stay. Uh, because you have made the church to become a hospital. Uh, y'all ain't get this in here. Uh, glory to God, you have made the church to become a hospital. Uh, where people come to get their temporary fits. Uh, God did not die on the cross for us to have a temporary anything. Uh, Oh, my God. He didn't shed his blood for us to have a temporary. Mm. Ah, ah, glory to God. I'm tired. I'm tired of these feel-good services. Tired of these feel-good messages. Glory to God. Make you feel good for a moment. Take take the pain away for a moment. What we need to do is change the church from being a hospital to being, glory to God, a family. Glory to God. We need to be a family where we know we get together and we eat of the good of the land. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. We need folk that are here who love one another, who, oh my God, who praise for one another. That's the type of church we need. And when you make a family church, then, Pastor, you take it to the next level and make it a church army. Y'all ain't getting it here. It's time to create soldiers in the army of the Lord. When you become a soldier, you are down for anything. Y'all ain't hear me in here. When we have a group of soldiers, the pastor don't have to fight by himself. We're all ready to go to war. We're all ready to go to battle. All you have to do is say, let's go. When the trumpet is blown, we're ready to fight. Any demonic spirit that comes in here, it will not last because we're ready to fight. Any illness or sickness, it cannot stay because we are ready to fight fight. We will bombard heaven for any brother, any sister and we will plead the blood in Jesus name until you are delivered. Glory to God. Glory to God. I got to get out of here. But now we have Elisha. And now they are eating. Glory to God. Here's the situation. Can I just take about 10 more minutes? Here's the situation. Glory to God. This pot that they had. It resembles even our lives. They were in a world that was hungry. They had no food. You've got to understand, praise the Lord, that we're in Vacaville. People are hungry for the word. People need the reality of Jesus Christ. Here's what has happened. Uh, glory to God uh, glory to God we've had some apostolic preachers uh, that sent some other preachers out uh, but they didn't send them out looking for the right thing 
Y'all ain't getting this in here. Oh, since some years ago, seemed like the mantle had slipped from the hands. And seemed like the same anointing that they carried. I never met the man, but I'm going to name drop because I've heard a lot about him. We don't have preachers like Brother Alvarez anymore that told it like it is. That would say, glory to God, that this is the way that you got to live right for Jesus. So now we have a bunch of preachers, glory to God, who got a touch from the Lord, but didn't really get the true anointing and Holy Ghost. That's why it's important now to make sure that everybody who running around, you got to make sure that they really spoke in tongue. I like the running around. I like the talking. Y'all ain't hearing this in here. I like the singing. But we need to really evaluate those who say they received the Holy Ghost. Because some people just got a good feeling. Y'all ain't hearing this in here. Your Holy Ghost has to go beyond Sunday service. Your Holy Ghost got to go to work with you. Your Holy Ghost got to go home with you. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Your Holy Ghost should wake you up at 317 in the morning and say, get down on your knees and pray. Uh, glory to God. Uh, y'all sit down for a minute. Uh, glory to God. Uh, so now we have these men. Uh, these men here. Uh, they are going out. Uh, and they find the herbs. Uh, they do what the prophets say do. Uh, they find the herbs. Uh, but then they go and they find a wild vine. Uh, glory to God. And they get cucumbers from this wild vine. Not only is the vine wild, but the cucumbers are also wild. Can I take this to church in here? Glory to God. That's the thing that is going on. We are trying, amen, to feed the people with some wild stuff. Y'all ain't getting this in here. We're going out in the world and bringing what's in the world, trying to put it in a pot that we call the church. Y'all ain't get y'all gonna get this tomorrow. We're reaching out and trying to, amen, bring the entertainment from the world and put it in the church to try to get members, to try to grow our church. But God never needed no help from the world in order to grow his church. My God, God never needed entertainment from Hollywood to bless his church. I wish I had somebody in here. Glory to God. Now we're trying to do what they're doing. We're trying to act like they're acting. We're trying to be like they're being. But let me tell you something. If I had about seven of y'all in here to just wave your hand and say, Lord, come right now. We don't need any fog. We don't need any smoke sensors. We don't need any special lights. All we need is that name. That name is Jesus. And it'll wreck this whole place in here. Glory to God. So, the wild vine, the wild vine that they went and they got. 
Let me tell you something. Preachers and disciples, you got to understand that we cannot use the wild vine. The only vine that we should be using is the true vine. Y'all ain't get this in here. So that wild cucumber that was dead, you break it open and the seed comes out. And what happens? It is, it's a vegetable. It is a fruit. Whatever it is. What it does is designed to split. Y'all ain't get this in here. It calls a split and a division in the makeup of it. And that's the problem going on in the church now. We got poison in the plot. And it's causing division in the church. Y'all ain't hearing this shit here. UPC is splitting with this one. Y'all ain't hearing this shit here. We all supposed to be Jesus name believers. But somebody put poison in the pot. And now we're splitting up. We don't do it like this no more. We don't do it like that anymore. We're getting closer and closer to the line that was drawn by the old amen matriarchs and patriarchs of the apostolic church. And we're inching closer and closer. Now in 23, we done jumped over the line and say anything goes in the church. But let me tell you something. There's still a standard to holiness. There's still a way to live. There's still a way to walk. There's still a way to talk. There's still a way to live. There's still a way to dress. Over here in holiness, we look like holy. We act like holy. We talk like holy. Yo, glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was that put poison in the pot. But that was poison in the pot. Now it's splitting us up. Now it's causing trouble. Another thing about this poison. From the research and the studies I did, pastor says it causes extreme digestive problems. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Cause your whole digestive digestive system to break down and stop if it wasn't for our digestive system we wouldn't be able to eat food we wouldn't be to go over the car. All we would be able to do is test, taste, but it would not go down in the proper way. People have died because they've had digestive problems. The person who put the poison in the pot, the church has taken a taste of it. Y'all ain't get this in here. Now the church is having digestive problems. That's why when you pastor, Pastor Robinson, Pastor Wiseman, when you preach and give food to the saints it's hard for them to take it because their spiritual digestive system has clogged up because of the poison in the church y'all ain't getting this in him that's why folks are leaving and dying out of the church because they can't digest the word of God 
Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. But here I'm glad. In my closing, I'm happy. Because when they tasted the poison that was in the pot, the Bible said that somebody hollered out. And they didn't holler out to just anybody. They said, oh, man of God. That's what we need in our hour. We need a man of God that knows what to do and knows how to do. They said, oh, man of God, there's death in the pot. And we cannot eat it. Y'all ain't hear me. That was a whistleblower that said there's poison in the pot. Y'all ain't hear me in here. We need some whistleblowers at Faith First Faith. At First Church, do we have any whistleblowers at First Church that would say, oh, man of God. There's poison in the pot. Do we have in the apostolic whistleblowers that would say there's something wrong in the pot? Y'all ain't hearing me. I remember years ago, we used to have the old mothers who were whistleblowers in the church. They would blow their whistle and say, baby, you need to bring that dress down. Y'all ain't hearing this in here. We had whistleblowers that said, we don't do that in holiness. We had whistleblowers that said he's going to have to live right. Y'all ain't hear me. We had whistleblowers in the pulpit that said it's either heaven or hell. You got your choice of eternity. Y'all ain't hearing this in here. We had whistleblowers that said we don't dress like that. We don't talk like that. Now, everybody has put up their whistles. And nobody is telling that there's poison in the pot. And we just eating and eating and eating and not blowing the whistle. But I came to serve the devil notice. I'm still an apostolic whistleblower. You may not like me. You may not appreciate me. But I came to tell somebody there's poison in the pot. I came to tell the world there's poison in the pot. Y'all ain't hear me in here. There's something wrong with what we're serving. And we got to get it together. We got to get it out so that we can see Jesus. I'm trying trying to see Jesus. I'm trying to see the man who died for me. I'm trying to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter in. Enter in. Y'all ain't hear me. Wave your hand and shout yes. So, Gotta go to my seat. So when they called the man of God, Elisha knew just what to do. He said, go get me some flour. Bring me some flour. Bring me that meal. He took the meal, went over to the pot and put the meal in the pot. And he said, now eat it. And when they ate it, there was no harm that was done to him. I said, wait a minute. What's going on in here with this flour? He took flour and put it in the pot and it made it right. 
He didn't take the poison out. He didn't take the death out. He just put flour in the pot and it made it all right. I remember years ago when I was a young man, a kid, and my grandmother used to see that I was sick. She would take some water and put some flour in the water and she will make me drink it. It didn't taste good. It was nasty. But I came to tell you, sometimes the thing that will make you well is the thing that don't look good. It's the thing that don't taste good. Everything pastor puts out over this table. It don't taste good. But I dare you to take it anyhow. It'll bless you and take the sin away. It'll bless you and take the hurt away. Go ahead and eat the whole row. Y'all ain't hear me. I begin to think. I said, Lord, what was in that flour? Lord, what was in that meal? Instead of telling me what was in the meal, the Lord talked to me and said, look, it's not about what was in the meal. It's what the meal was. If you look at it, flour is used to make bread. Y'all ain't hear me. And my mind, the Lord let me know. Remember, I came down through 42 generations and I became the bread of life. Y'all Glory to God. You were that pot. You were that pot. And since Adam and Eve put poison in the pot, when they sinned in the garden, oh glory, the world has been adding poison to the pot. But I'm glad that I had an Elisha that spoke into my life and said, put some bread in it. What were they saying? Put Jesus in it. Put Jesus in it. I came to tell you all the way from Birmingham. I came to tell First Church. I don't care what you're dealing with. I dare you to put some bread in your pot. Put some bread in your pot. Put Jesus in your mind. Put Jesus in your heart. Put Jesus in your soul. Put Jesus in your house. Put Jesus in your children. Put Jesus in your husband. Put Jesus on your job. And I tell you, if you put bread in it, everything, everything, everything will be alright. Shall you? Is that bread in the house? <laughs> 
Is there bread in the house? Is there bread in the house? Is there bread in the house? I'm so glad I added bread to my pot. I was ready for death. I was on my way to hell. But I put bread. I put bread in my pot. And now I can live. Now I can live. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, live. 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 You can 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 live. Hey, live. Hey, live. I need some folks that's been feeling like you couldn't go any further. I need somebody that feels like you couldn't go any further the last few months. I need you to get out in the aisle right now. Come on, you've been feeling like you just, you can't take much more life. Come on. Just the real people. Just the, just the real people. Come on. Find a spot up here. Hallelujah. I feel like there's healing happening right now. I said I feel like there's healing happening right now. See, see, as I was listening to Elder and he's preaching, I thought, man, how long have we bought that lie? Life handed us lemons, so we tried to put sugar in it and make lemon. We don't need to put sugar in it, put the bread in it. It's the acidity that's eating you up. The bitterness will eat you up from the inside out. You better put some bread in it. I said you better put some bread in it. I'm telling you, I feel like hell's about to get a headache here right now. Devil, you, you should have convinced them they were sicker than they thought they were. Devil, you should have got them to stay home. But they came to the house of God. 
And in this house, there's bread. And in this house, there's life. And in this house, there's joy. And in this house, there's peace. You ought to put some bread in it right now. Come on, you ought to put some bread in it right now. You ought to turn loose and put some bread in it. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I'll win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know if that I'll win. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. No matter what the if weapon is, I want you to know that I'll win. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we can baptize you right now. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I'll win. Somebody, take somebody by the hand. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Say no matter. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Get ready for it. Say it again. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Now show it. Show you got victory.
I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise. I, I gotta praise. I you to lift your hands and your voice all over this place. Come on, I want you to break through till you begin to pray in other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. I believe we're about to go to another dimension, but you need to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Not as your mind has remembered, but as the Spirit gives the utterance. If you ain't spoken tongues in a while, you need to pray right now until you break through in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let fresh tongues fall in Jesus' name. want to say something. Amen. Now, now I know, now you know why God put it on my heart yesterday to have Elder Middleton come preach this afternoon. How many say he preached to me today? Now, I want to say, I want to say something because we're, we're, we're moving, we're moving in the flow of the Holy Ghost right now. Bishop Emery preached on the, the flow last Saturday night. We're moving in the flow right now, the flow of the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. But I feel like we're about knee deep and it, the current is pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. Maybe, may, well, maybe we're about chest deep, but it's pulling and pulling and pulling. And I'm going to say this. I, I, I don't say this in any way. This is in no way trying to, to, to boast or uh, pin a ribbon on our own chest. But we don't get up and talk a lot about. Uh, now, we'll say things like new building and, and, and something. But what we push for. Uh, by design is we push for missions missions that's what we're about uh, missions I mean we got a lot of people sitting around waiting on the coming of Jesus and just well Lord we're just going to wait for you to come and then some of us are out there saying well if the whole world's got to hear it before he comes let's hurry this thing along amen I don't believe we're waiting on the coming of the Lord I believe the coming of the Lord is waiting on the church to get the gospel to every corner and so it, it, it's not it's not been and I and, and I think the, our, my credentials in this area speaks for itself. We don't get up and talk about grand this and grand that and grander building and bigger. This. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, I, I feel just a shift in the atmosphere in the last few days and especially in this service that um, I, I think it's time to start claiming. I mean. We, we claim $100,000 for missions, and we've seen that happen a few times. We, uh, we claimed in COVID, uh, March 13th, uh, or March, first week of March of 2020, that we were going to raise, amen, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for missions. And to this date, since March of 2020, and God has done that, and we've seen over three quarters of a million dollars raised from our first church campuses from over 750,000 to build churches send missionaries help church planners equip them through our awaken conference but I, I don't think I'm out of line to say okay God now my Bible tells me that if you cast your bread on the water you'll never see it again what's it say it'll come back we've been some bread tossing people around here and now I'm getting knee deep in the water saying I ain't waiting for it to come all the way back I'll just snatch it right up now Lord we ain't gonna stop giving Matter of fact, we won't, we won't put foot in a building that will affect our missions giving. Amen, amen. This time next year, we're going to rejoice because within four years, we'll have given over a million dollars to missions, if not before this year's over. I've had, I, you don't know how many people, ministers I've had say, well, if y'all just use that money, you'd already have a building. That ain't my money. It belongs to, it belongs to the kingdom. It wasn't ours. It's his. Right. There's 300 kids a day in Colombia that have food because yes. of that money. There's a Bible college in the Philippines because of that. There's an orphanage in the Congo that's getting help because of that. There's umpteen different churches around the world that have been built because of that. That's not ours. However,
you know, man, the preacher already preached, but he left, he left such preach up here that I think if a June bug flew through here, he'd start preaching. Amen. Sometimes when God gives you a thing, it's already in somebody else's hands. He said, I'll give you a land that flows with milk and honey. Look, we can't, we can't take that land. Elder Middleton's there. I mean, the giants are there. We are in our own side as grasshoppers. We can't. The walls are too high. The city's too vast. And the Lord said, the problem is you keep saying their city. I said your city. I said I'd give you houses you didn't build and vineyards you didn't plant. And Israel had a 400-year slave mentality that they couldn't ever imagine stepping into something that belonged to somebody else. There's a building in this city that don't belong to its occupants. That's all I'm going to say. I said there's a building in this city that it don't belong to the people that it's already there. Because they're not one God. Jesus name baptized. That I think God has set aside for first church. So I think we ought to do what Joshua said do. We're going to shout for God has given us the city. Give him a prophetic dance. Just shout like it's ours. I got a room to dance now. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.